3: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
4: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> you yell back at your radio.
5: What are you talking, what are you talking about? What the
4: hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com.
6: Sparky's Midday Madness is here live from the Lakeland University Studios. Now offering co-op credit for work experience. Learn your way at lakeland.edu. Yesterday on this show, we started off the show talking about you know, the different national media uh, and whether or not you can rally Giannis back uh, to win this MVP. And we played Kendrick Perkins, uh, you know, getting all excited uh, about uh, Giannis uh, and pretty much saying that he thought he was the MVP. Then, and that was on a podcast. uh, Then we had J.J. Redick, talking Joel Embiid on his podcast and pretty much saying that, uh, yeah, Giannis is in the top three, uh, he's in that next group, which I think blew Joel Bead's mind by saying that. Then this morning, now mind you, JJ Redick did not do this yesterday afternoon when all this was going on Twitter. JJ Redick did not do this before the game last night. JJ Redick did not do it during the game last night. It took JJ Redick until 6:48 this morning to post this tweet. I am not mad at the reaction; it's justified. I'm mad at myself. Joel caught me off guard while I was trying to give him a compliment. I could have articulated better the top four or five players or all top three, in quotes. Hard to rank this is in tennis because there are too many great players. No disrespect to Giannis. He's one of my fave players, and I've said many times this season with receipts on pod and ESPN that he's been one of the three most dominant players in the league. I podcast and go on TV full-time now. I should have been better in the moment uh, with Joel Embiid. It's my bad. So, fine. Fessed up after he beat the Nets last night. Would have been nice if he had fessed up prior to that game, prior to Giannis having to put on yet another display. Then Giannis goes on ESPN uh, and talks about Giannis being the best player in the NBA.
5: Here's the thing. Everything that we had question marks about for us when it it comes to Giannis, he has answered those questions, meaning now he's pulling up for his mid-range. We saw him last night take that comp, that step back uh, three-pointer to send into overtime. We also saw him with the game on the line drive to the basket with the intent to get fouled. And not only did he get fouled, he went to the free throw line and knocked down those free throws. So here's the thing about Giannis, right? When you talk about a guy that has that Mamba mentality, because I feel like we throw that around so much and so often, he's the true definition of that. And when I'm looking at Giannis, a guy that has accomplished everything individually, has nothing really to prove, goes out there night, night in and night out, like he has something to prove, Max. He outplayed Embiid and he outplayed KD and in the same Within a three-day span. Like, how can we not anoint him as the best player in the NBA? Finally. Okay, so Kendrick Perkins says that on ESPN. Emmanuel Acho, uh,
6: who also is a prominent personality uh, on TV, uh, tweets out, Giannis is the NBA MVP and quickly becoming one of the greatest ever. He has the clutch gene, plays his heart out nightly, and most importantly, he makes everyone around him better. He'll retire a top 10 player, but for now, he should simply be a three-time NBA MVP. Said it yesterday, say it again. I think they can get enough momentum because of the media now jumping on the bandwagon of Giannis that he may steal this MVP at the end here. I shouldn't say steal. He earned the MVP, but being significantly back in third or farther back most of the year because we all remember the Steph Curry love and all that nonsense um, to now rally from from back there to come back and win this thing. We had Ken Barkley on from You Better, You Better in the Big Show. He said he's been talking to several people that have votes. And he said that Joel Embiid's MVP campaign is over. It's done. It's not happening. He's not winning MVP. So now it's down between Joker and Giannis and Joker still with the lead, but everybody he talked to said, They want to see how the rest of the season plays out before they determine who they're voting for one way or the other. So I think he still has a chance at this thing. He does. Joker has great numbers. But, again, they're so far behind in the West that I just don't know how you give it to him. And Barkley pointed out, Ken Barkley pointed out earlier, that numerous guys that he talked to said, if Denver ends up in the play-in tournament in the West... That there's no way they're voting for him. So if the Nuggets somehow end up in that seven to ten category, they're not voting for him. Now that would be a long fall. That's three games. And they don't have many left. So for them to fall from six to seven would be a three-game drop in a short order uh, in order to get to that point. And the Nuggets have won three in a row uh, as of today. So I don't think they're going to fall in the playing tournament, but that was one other nugget that Ken Barkley pointed up. So this morning I wake up, check Twitter, and I see my good buddy Bob, F- uh, Bob Fesco from Fesco in the morning on 610 Sports in Kansas City had tweeted at me this morning, Him and Josh Klinger, uh, his co-host slash, uh, well, was producer, now co-host, uh, tweeted at me and said that they were both talking before their show this morning about who is on the Bucs, Mount Rushmore. Who's on that for the Bucs? So I, I, I tweeted back my four and I got some blowback from Bucks fans about who my, my fourth guy was. The one thing I've, I've come to realize is it feels like we all agree on the top three, right? We all agree that Giannis is there. We all agree, agree that Kareem is there. And it feels like we all agree that Sidney Moncrief is there. So the debate really becomes who is four? Who's the fourth head on the Bucks Mount Rushmore at this moment in time? 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM, the fan. Who's the fourth? And then give me your reason. On social media, on Twitter, I have seen these names. I've seen Don Nelson. I've seen. Herb Cole, I've seen Ray Allen, I've seen Big Dog, I've seen Marcus Johnson, I've seen Brian Winter. So, who are the four for you? Who's that fourth person? Top three, I think we've established we don't need to go through the top three every time. I just want to know who's the fourth guy in your Bucks Mount Rushmore. That's all I want to know. Nice and easy. There's no wrong answer. It's just opinion. And I just want to hear why you think your person uh, is there. I'll tell you who mine was. Okay. Mine was Oscar Robertson. That was, that was my fourth. And I realized that I'm kind of a hypocrite a little bit in the aspect of. I was looking at this and going, okay, championships, Right. But then I have Moncrief on there and Moncrief didn't win a championship uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks. that 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 wasn't a thing. So it's a big deal when you look at this and you say, okay, how can you justify Oscar over Ray Allen or over Glenn or over some of these other guys? But for me, I don't think they win a championship without Oscar Robertson. I think Oscar Robertson uh, was a big damn deal uh, when they won that championship. Again, coming from Cincinnati, where he spent most of his career, uh, you know, triple double, Mr. Triple double himself, all of that. So, but for me, those two were the reason why they won that championship. So that's why Oscar makes it for me over Ray. Again, you know, going to be a Hall of Famer, fine. But but that's why he's over Ray. Big Dog, to me, doesn't belong there, um, in my opinion. You can tell me otherwise if you feel the need. It's fine. Uh, Marcus Johnson kind of falls into the same category, right? They didn't win, uh, necessarily. And Marcus Johnson going to be a Hall of Famer, too. And so from from that perspective, um, I went with Moncrie. But there is another name. There's another name that I think y'all are going to be shocked about that. I think when we ask this question and say three to five years, that is going to be the number four guy on this, this Mount Rushmore that nobody has mentioned. He's going to be the fourth guy. He may not be the fourth guy right now, but he's going to be the fourth guy on this Mount Rushmore. And I'll say this: He's going to take Moncrief out off the the. Well, he's going to take Moncrief off the Mount Rushmore, but he's going to be the fourth guy of the Mount Rushmore. It's not going to be Oscar, I don't think, for most people. But the fourth guy is coming. I'll, I'll tell you who that is as we get further into this thing. Dave, Northwest Side, you're up first on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, Dave?
2: Hey, I I would say it's not Chris Middleton, but uh, the two guys, it's a tie for me. Uh, one would be Bob Dandridge, and the other would be Marcus Johnson, a guy who was lucky enough to be living long enough to see the Bucks in their first year. So I've seen everybody that's come through. I think Bob Dandridge is the most underrated player the Bucks ever had, um, and it's like watching the big three now. You know, people forget it was Kareem and Oscar, and Bob Dandridge was right. scoring a ton. So Bob Dandridge, and he was an amazing defender. Um, so Bob Dandridge and Marcus Johnson. You know, I could never ever say Brian Winters. It, it, it. I remember the two years in a row where he fouled Bobby Jones right yeah. at the last, uh, last game in the last couple seconds to cost us a chance to go to the NBA Finals, and he did it twice. Okay, so Dave, hold on, I'm gonna
6: cut you off. So are you? T- you're essentially taking Dandridge over Oscar, then, right?
2: No, I'm taking Dandridge and. Well, Oscar was only there for two years,
6: yeah he was there for he was for there longer than that he was there for four years was he yep thirty he was there nineteen seventy season seventy one seventy two and seventy three
2: Wow, I don't remember that all I remember was like two years yeah he played
6: eighty one games sixty four games seventy three and seventy
2: yeah, I still four years isn't enough, so for him, it's
6: just longevity
2: then yeah. All right. I enough. mean, yes. I mean, the guy is one of the greatest players of all times, and I think he's he's slighted every time they're talking about top five or top ten. But he he just uh uh-uh. uh he as far as for the Bucks, yes, he got us our first championship. But you know, the other three years he didn't, and he had Kareem all those years. So
6: that's true. All right, Dave. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Dave on Northwest Sides, says, Bobby Danridge. Bobby Dandridge is that guy to go along with what we have in Moncrief, Giannis, uh, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Who's that fourth guy for you on the Bucks Mount Rushmore. 414 799 1250. 414 799 1250. You can also tweet us uh, at 1250 a.m. The fan. And again, it's just something fun to do on a Friday, right? Nothing too serious, nothing like that. Just kind of want to see where everybody's head's at because I don't think the top three are really debatable. Uh, At this point in my mind, at least a K tweets at the fan has my same four: Kareem, Oscar, uh, Sydney, Moncrief and Giannis. All right. Greg C uh, at Dream Sports uh, tweets at Sparky Radio and at 1250 AM. The fan mine is Ray Allen. All time. Favorite Bucks basketball player. A lot of people got Ray Allen uh, on that one for sure. Um, Let's see what other ones do we have here? You know, that's the thing, though, for me. And b- part of my um, distaste uh, with Ray is how that whole thing played out um, behind the scenes and that whole thing. Like, I, I, I just I, I, wasn't a Ray fan to begin with, and then the way the whole thing played out with him and George and Glenn and Sam and how that whole thing splintered. And and I know everybody likes to throw shade at George and say, oh, it was all George's fault. Hey, Ray had just as much to do with that, uh, as George did, of why that whole thing blew up and fell apart behind the scenes. Huge. uh, As much of an issue behind the scenes as George was in the newspapers, for sure. Let's go to Ronald in Oak Creek. You are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. What's going on, Ronald?
0: Hey, Sparky. Good luck. To your kid with the baseball. I know it's a tough team out there in Oak Creek. So yeah, good luck. yeah, he
6: made the team. He's on JV2, and they were supposed to play today, and that got canceled already. And I'm based on the well, weather forecast. I appreciate it. I'm
0: telling it. you. I appreciate it. 50 guys that can make the team out in Oak Creek. So they, cut,
6: they cut 30 kids this year. That's a lot know,
0: of kids to get cut. I know kids' families move when they don't make it out here. So
5: Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Anyway, my top four, Mount Rushmore. Um, Kareem... Um, Giannis, Bob Dandridge, Marcus Johnson, but didn't go Marcus Johnson. Maybe Sidney, but not really. So why why why
6: don't you like Moncrief as much as Marcus Johnson?
0: I just think Mar- Marcus did more for the for us.
6: Marcus was he, a bad bad man scoring the basketball. Now I agree with you on that.
0: And he got us close to the very end. That that that, that conference before was stacked when you had. Boston and everybody over there. Boston and, and Philly.
6: Philly. Yeah.
0: So, no, no, no. I just think Marcus Johnson, because of some of the off-the-court stuff, he gets downplayed a lot. Like, it took forever to get his, his uniform. Like, right. No, He's it to took Herb Cole.
6: It took Herb Cole to sell the team. That's what it took.
0: Well, he, his, his play on the court, to me, was deserving of it.
6: Right, but Herb held it against him off the court, and that's why that whole thing fell apart. And that's why it took new ownership to get his jersey retired. Thanks for the call. I We used to have Marcus Johnson on a lot when he was calling Pac-12 games or whatever the case may be. And I reached out to him, I think, through Twitter years ago, and we used to get him on. And I would always used to say, we're going to get that jersey retired. And he'd always laugh at me. Okay, sure, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. That'd be great. But I I don't think that's going to happen. And, again, it wouldn't have happened. Had Herb not sold the team, it never would have happened because Herb wasn't not going to retire that dude's number no matter what happened. So it took new ownership to come in here in order to get that deal done, a deal that should have been done years and years ago. Um, And I was leading the campaign to get that jersey retired for years on this radio station. I'm so glad that it finally did get done. Now, on top of it, not only getting his jersey retired, we got him as a a TV analyst, too. So got even more pleasure out of the whole deal by him being welcomed back into the family when the new ownership uh, and Peter Fagan uh, came into play. So for me, Moncrief, Giannis, Kareem, who's the fourth? Who's that fourth player probably in that Mount Rushmore for you? I see a couple on hold, uh, and I want to address one of the names that are on hold. So we'll get to you guys coming up next. It is 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The Fan Spark is Midday Madness is presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Smargy's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals, affordable family fund, milwaukeeadmirals.com. We'll talk to John Greenberg coming up in a little bit, president of the Milwaukee Admirals. Got a lot of fun promotions going on this weekend over at Panther Arena. Looking forward to going to the game on Sunday uh, with the family. So earlier today, asked by our guy Bob Fesco over on 610 Sports in Kansas City, Sister Station. Uh, about the Bucks about Rushmore, who who would be on my Bucks about Rushmore? And I said, Giannis Kareem, Moncrief, and Oscar Roberts. And I realized after I tweeted it and some of the responses that I got was the debate really wasn't with the top three. The debate was about Oscar at four and who belonged there instead. So we thought we'd bring it to the radio here on the madness and ask you that question. Who's that fourth uh, for you? Let's go to Anthony in Muskego. You are next here on the Wendy's – not the Wendy's big show. Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up?
4: What's up, Sparky? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's Cash Money Middleton, man.
6: Why Middleton? Uh,
4: Why? I mean, well, first of all, talking about Oscar, he's on the team for four years. Four years, yep. Middleton's been on the team for nine. He's got the same amount of championships. Three-time All-Star. He's averaged 20, like, five of those nine years. Uh, the guy's been there every step of the way with Giannis, and arguably, um, you know, almost as important as a cog to the core of this team. I mean, the the disrespect the guy still gets is unbelievable. He's going to probably get another couple All-Stars, might get another couple rings. It's Chris Middleton, man. Guys, got to stop overlooking cash money. I mean...
6: I have numbers here to talk about Chris Middleton. I was all ready for this because that's part of the reason I wanted to do the topic. Anthony, thank you for leading me into it. There's Anthony in Muskegon. This was tweeted out uh, earlier uh, today. Okay, So June's uh, on Twitter uh, tweeted this out a few hours ago. Chris Middleton is, again, this is Buck's history. Chris Middleton is 8th in points, 10th in rebounds, 5th in assists, fourth in steals, 40th in blocks. Uh, By the end of next year, he'll be third in points, seventh in rebounds, third in assists, fourth in steals, meaning he's not going to move there, 37th in blocks. Giannis passed Kareem for me uh, when he won the ring. I wonder if Chris can pass Kareem in the eyes of most. No. But I'll say this. If he ends up somehow or another, getting into the, you know, top two or three in points. I'm not sure he'll catch Kareem either. I'd have to look and see how far behind he is Kareem. But let's say he ends up in third in points behind Kareem and Giannis. And then he ends up in, say, top five maybe in rebounds before the end of his career and ends up in, say, the top two or three in assists and top maybe three in steals, something along those lines. Yeah, I think, you know, three or four years, it may be Chris Middleton with Giannis, with Kareem, uh, and then with Moncrief or whoever else you want to put in that that debate. It may be awfully hard to keep Chris Middleton off of Bucks Mount Rushmore if he continues to play at a high level and continues climbing the the leaderboard in all these different categories. I know it sounds nuts, but I'm telling you right now, that is, that is a possibility. Glenn Northside, you are next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Glenn? Who's your fourth on the Mount Rushmore?
4: Well, initially, the first one that came to my mind was Bobby Dandridge. I actually wore his number in grade school. Nice, loved him that much. That's awesome. Okay, and then I, and then instinctively, I thought, wait a minute, you're missing something here. You're talking about the face, okay? The face on Mount Rushmore, and you had mentioned other. Other non-players like Herb Cole, Don Nelson. What about Johnny Mack? Yeah, you know he was, the, he was the face, the voice. He was the Milwaukee Bucks forever from you, the beginning up, and Johnny Mack needs to be there along with. He is the iconic Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, Glenn, I will say that I feel horrible
6: that I did not come up with that. I apologize to John McLaughlin and everybody. You're right. He's he's the other guy. It's definitely John McLaughlin. I'm a thousand percent wrong. It is definitely John McLaughlin. We call him Mr. Buck, right? I mean, he has to he be. Is. He has to be on on the Mount Rushmore. So then it's Giannis Kareem I, I, McLaughlin. I think he. Yes.
4: I, yes, I think he should be the first one.
6: Yeah. No, I t- I him. totally Absolutely. agree. And speaking of John McLaughlin, he joins Rami at 4:30 today. So two hours from right now, he'll be on with Rami in the afternoon show. Uh, at 4.30. Glenn, thanks for the call. I apologize. I'm going to have to tweet back at Fesco and say I screwed up. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely John McLaughlin. It's not Oscar. It's it's not anybody else. I, I think it's it's definitely John McLaughlin. I feel horrible. John McLaughlin's my guy. I love John McLaughlin. How did I screw that one up? Totally screwed that one up. John, I mean, it's it's hard to argue. It really is. Now, RKB tweets at uh, the fans and says, next up is Succession. For the number four spot. Marcus Johnson, Chris Middleton, then Ray Allen. There's no way Middleton's in front of Ray right now for me. Maybe a couple of years. Glenn Robinson, I don't think he belongs on the list. Uh, And Michael Red definitely doesn't belong on the list. The reason I say Red doesn't, it's because they were horrible. I mean, he was on that that one-year run team and he was, what was he, a rookie or second-year player, whatever it was. Um, But other than that, most of Red's career, the team was garbage. So it's hard for me to put Red there. Yes, I know. Red was on the Olympic team. I know. I'm well aware. Red was a really good three-point shooter. I know. Fine. But no, Michael Red's not on Mount Rushmore. He's, no. he He's, no. I mean, I'll listen to Marcus Johnson. I think that's a good one. Uh, Oscar, I think, is fine. Uh, I think Middleton, like I said, as we climb the leaderboards with Middleton, I think he eventually maybe gets there. Um, and maybe he maybe he takes out City Moncrief at some point. Moncrief didn't win a championship with the
7: Bucs. AR, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. You said you had the points leaderboard. Is that what you have? Correct, because you were asking right. how far Chris would have to go to catch up with Kareem. It's a pretty wide margin. Chris is currently eighth on the all-time scoring list for the Bucks. 10,904 points uh, between Marcus and Junior Bridgman. And Kareem currently sitting at 14,211, so a little over 3,000 to go.
6: Yeah, I don't think he's... Well, okay, so now look up and see how much does Middleton average points-wise per season. I mean, even if Middleton got to, like, say, three, I think that would be worth it.
7: His average for his career is just over 17 a game.
6: No, 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 points in a season. Oh, sorry. How many total points in a season... Would it take for him to get there in order for it to work? You know what I mean. I mean that—that's that because that, then then we could start guesstimating, Okay, if he stays healthy and he stays on this pace, then let's see. Okay,
7: so that ac- I actually had the number right. I just print. I just dubbed it wrong. He does average seventeen point
6: one. that's in his career. I don't yeah. care about that. I want to know how many points. So did he score like six hundred points a year? Seven hundred points a year? How many points did he score last year? Let's make this easy. How many total points did he score last year? That's all I want to know. I don't I don't care about the average or anything like that because that doesn't really matter because he's been averaging over 20 points a game uh, for quite a while at this moment in time. So once we find out how many he averages, then we can start talking about, okay, it's going to take these many years for him uh, to get there. So here we go. Uh, Chris Middleton. Uh, let's see. Total points. Where is it here? Doo-doo-doo. Did you find it yet? No. He's averaging like 1,300. He had 1,385 last year. 1297 the year before, 1407 the year before that, 1652 in 2017. So let's just say he averages, and he's at 1258 already. So he's going to be 1350, 1400, somewhere in that area, probably. So from that perspective, let's say he goes 1500. He's 10,000 behind you, said? Correct. Something like that. So you're talking like what? The uh, two, four, six, take him one another, six, seven years probably, uh, to catch him somewhere in that area, uh, would be my guess.
7: Or, is it uh, sorry? No, it's it's quite a bit less than that. Kareem's at 14-11 Middleton's at 10,904. So he's only him. like I said, three thirty two hundred away.
6: Yeah, he'll have him in two years, maybe three. I mean, he's gonna be right there with Giannis. They're gonna be one two in points scored for the Milwaukee Bucks. I, I don't, I don't know how you keep them off of of a Mount Rushmore. So then the Mount Rushmore becomes Giannis, it becomes Kareem, it becomes McLaughlin and Middleton. That's your four. That's it. Case closed. Let's go home. That's your four. I, I don't, I don't see how you can argue McLaughlin. I, I don't, I, I don't think it's possible. And I'm feel foolish for not having them in the first place and having Oscar instead. That was a complete screw-up on my part, so I apologize. Uh, John Greenberg, president of the Milwaukee Admirals, uh, will be joining us coming up here uh, in just a couple of minutes and looking forward uh, to talking to John Greenberg because they got a lot of cool things going on uh, this weekend over at Panther Arena, uh, but also uh, something fun and cool that you can do, uh, let's say, uh, tonight. Uh, or tomorrow, or Sunday, if you're looking for a place to watch the games uh, tomorrow night, or whatever the case may be, or looking for a fun time, go see a band or something, the place to go is Q Club of Wisconsin. You got the games going on this weekend, you got spring training going on, got all the big games are always on at Q Club of Wisconsin. Plus, they got indoor games too. Plenty of TVs to watch all your favorite games on, and they're huge entertainment gamer We're talking pool tables, dart, sh- uh, shuffleboard, Table tennis, foosball. Uh, again, it's amazing. Plus, their indoor bocce uh, ball court as well. Food, unmatched. Loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up ha! Ah! with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview
0: Boulevard in Waukesha. Call from mom.
8: all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com Odyssey Podcast.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
6: Presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fan can't get enough of the tourney. Go deeper with the ultimate college basketball tournament uh, preview from the Lockdown Podcast Network. Really the biggest moments from around the tourney. Plus preview the next set of games. Unlock sports betting tips and tea. learn more about the tourney's budding stars. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Joining us now, the president of the milwaukee admiralty is john greenberg on the great midwest bank hotline john thanks for coming on man appreciate it
9: absolutely sparky good to talk to you all
6: right so i'm anxious to go to the game on sunday i got tickets looking forward to going before we get to that however uh let's start off with what you guys have going on today on april fool's day down at panther arena (laughs) (laughs)
9: <laughs> no joking going on around here. At least uh, if there is, it's really, really uh, going on behind the scenes, and I haven't seen it yet. But uh, we've, we're playing Chicago tonight, uh, 7 o'clock, and the first 3,000 fans get a bobblehead of Matt Donovan, who is a big uh, big fan of Sasquatch. And so it's actually one of his nicknames. Actually, I think it is his nickname, Sasquatch. So um, the bobblehead is of... Uh, that looking like a Sasquatch. So the first 3,000 fans, thanks to our good friends at uh, PCI, are going to get uh, uh, one of those. And uh, it's also a state fair uh, Fair deal Friday, so you can get a ticket to the game, uh, as well as the Wisconsin State Fair for just $19. And if you're a high school or college student and want to show your ID, you can get an Ian's Pizza deal For $13, uh, which is a ticket to the game and a voucher for a piece of Ian's Pizza at a a, uh, retail location outside
3: the building.
6: John, we had uh, Coach Lundy on, the new coach for the Milwaukee Panthers, uh, yesterday here on the Madness. And I suggested to him uh, to hunt down Mike Wojciechowski uh, at the Admirals for the official state fair tour when State Fair comes yeah. around. Cause I figure there ain't nobody that's going to be able to tell him and show him the, the best spots to go at Wisconsin State Fair other than Wojo, even though he is now the slimmed-down Wojo.
0: Yeah, that
9: is true. That is true. And, uh, yes, Wojo is kind of the king of the uh, Wisconsin State Fair, and uh, nobody quite knows the uh, the nooks and crannies of the fair quite like Mike does. So, yes, I think Coach uh, would be well-served in, uh, in reaching out to Mike for that uh uh, for that tour, for sure.
6: I'm looking at the uh, bobblehead of Matt Squatch Donovan on the Milwaukee Admirals website, milwaukeeadmirals.com. I, I I think I think of Chewbacca. I think of Teen Wolf, Michael J. Fox <laughs> back in the day. Uh, that 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 all looks kind of like this, and I think that's very cool. And again, it's one of a kind. You're not going to be able to go find that uh, necessarily uh, anywhere else. So that is obviously going on tonight, and tickets are still available for that one. I'm guessing correct.
9: Yes, for sure. We have room for everybody, you bet.
6: So that's good. So we got that going on tonight. Now, again, as we go through the weekend here uh, and look at uh, the rest of the weekend, the weather's not going to be great here. So it's not like you're going to have a lot of outdoor options one way or the other. So why not hang out? Uh, and enjoy yourself uh, at Milwaukee Panther Arena, and Sunday will be the game I'm at. That's a 5 o'clock puck draw. you got a road game in between there, but 5 o'clock uh, puck drop against the Griffins on Sunday, and if you have a kid, this is meant for you.
0: Absolutely.
9: Uh, the first 1,000 kids, 14 and under, are going to get a uh, Admirals poppable pencil case uh, thanks to our good friends at Children's Wisconsin, and I've got one of those on my desk, and I've been futzing around with it ever since uh i got one so i think the kids will have fun with that especially as we get to the last uh, couple of months of school here for the year you know a chance to switch out the pencil keys for the year and this would be a good option uh, good option and then we've also got uh superheroes uh going to be joining us uh spider-man and iron man from marvel uh, are going to be with us and uh that's going to be a lot of fun and uh, uh bring your skates because uh, after the game is over, you can go down on the uh, Panther Arena ice and uh, take a few laps. And Roscoe's going to be out there with you for a while. And it's uh, a great chance to be out there where the pros are. So uh, that's a great part of Sunday as well.
6: Uh, and again, Spider Man and Iron Man and all that fun stuff, man, it, it is going to be a blast for the kids. I know the six year old is looking forward to going. Uh, you still got some cool promotions coming up besides just tonight uh, and Sunday. Skillet is still to perform coming up post game.
9: Yeah, next Friday, uh, the 8th, and uh, uh, multi-platinum uh, Christian rock uh, artists. Uh, uh, they, if you've not heard Skillet, I encourage you to go do so. It is uh, it is powerful music. Not only the lyrics, but the music itself is uh, it pretty – I mean, it, it qualifies as uh, hard rock. There's no question about that. So uh, we've got room for you for that. I will tell you that On Ice passes for that show are sold out. But we do have plenty of tickets available uh, for uh, – for the show itself. And one thing I I don't want to overlook this for tonight, but if you're looking to get your, your fishing license, your hunting license, your state park uh, pass, uh, the DNR is going to be in the building tonight to, uh, to sell you those oh. and get that. You can knock out a couple of things with one stone. If you're you know, ready to get uh, get going for summer, we are ready to help you get there.
6: Dude, that's awesome. Very cool. Now, the other thing that I always like uh, that you guys normally do year to year is the Battle of the Badges game, and that's next Saturday the 9th.
9: It is, and uh, it's an annual tradition that unfortunately the last uh, – Uh, Year has had to uh, take a backseat to COVID. But uh, back with that again, and uh, it's local uh, fire against local police. There are actually two games uh, because there were so many uh, members of those uh, two uh, first responder groups that want to play that we're going to have a game at uh, 1230, another game at 2, and then the Admirals game is at 6. And uh, when you come out for the Admirals game, the first 5,000 fans that night are going to be able to Choose between a Roscoe firefighter bobblehead or a Roscoe policeman bobblehead. Nice. Twenty five hundred of each, and uh, those are things to lead jeans. So one ticket gets you in for all three games, but you do need a ticket to get in uh, for the Battle of the Badges, which starts again at uh, at twelve thirty next Saturday.
6: When the Battle of the Badges games are going on, are concessions open? There will be some
9: limited concessions that will be open, uh, and. uh, you know, we've had anywhere from 1,500 to 2,500 people that'll come out for those games. So uh, it's a great way to support the local law enforcement, local uh, first responders, fire departments, uh, paramedics, you know, all those folks that are playing in these games. And uh, they're raising money for some groups um, themselves that night. So it's uh, it's a really a great community event, and I encourage people to uh, come and take advantage of uh, Watching hockey all day. It's gonna be a lot of
6: fun. Sounds good. Again, you got Bobblehead tonight, got the the poppet pencil box and superhero day on Sunday. Make sure to get your tickets. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Go check them out at Panther Arena. John, president of the Milwaukee Admirals Greenberg. Thank you so much for coming on.
9: Absolutely. Thanks, Sparky.
6: There he is, John Greenberg on the Great Midwest Bank hotline of applying for a home renovation loan. As you feeling anxious. Breathe. And let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at GreatMidwestbank.com today. Robbie Makloff uh, coming up here uh, in just a little bit. And he's got John McLaughlin at 4:30. One of these days on this show, I, I don't think we're gonna do it on the big show. But I, I, but on this show here, I'm kinda interested in knowing everybody's thoughts on. The Bucks announce teams now. I really am. I'm, I'm kind of interested. We haven't really addressed it at all. They've, they've been there, you know, all year long. So I'm one of these days, I don't know when, maybe it'll be next week. Um, and talk about the new TV and radio teams and what we think of them. Now, Marcus Johnson is a holdover. Um, so he's, you know, he's a steadying uh force in all of this, but You've got a new guy uh, in there, uh, in Bardo, that has come in, uh, Stephen Bardo. And, again, people know Stephen Bardo. He was on the Big Ten Network for a long time. Lisa Byington, obviously, uh, as well as the play-by-play person. You've seen her for years um, with Big Ten and other uh, events. But now that they've got a chance to kind of get a full season underneath them, I'm kind of interested in seeing what people think of the TV and radio teams. So maybe next week. Uh, we'll get into uh that because I rem- I know early on y'all weren't very uh, patient. I guess that'll be the way to put it. Patient about how everything was playing out because I mean I get it right. Y'all y'all were used to Ted Davis. Y'all were used to McLaughlin and Paschke, or Paschke and Marcus Johnson. And it was something new. It was something different. Um, and most people don't like change, and I understand that. I totally get it. But now that you had a year to adapt to the change. Uh, get your thoughts on that uh, coming up next week. We'll talk with Rami Makhlouf coming up next. You can see, find out what's coming up on his show besides John McLaughlin at 4.30. Straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Got a couple more games left uh, this weekend in the tournament. All coverage brought to you by Discount Liquor. Best selection, everyday low prices. Visit their two locations on Oklahoma Avenue or if you are in downtown Waukesha at Main and Barstow. Again, Discount Liquor, that's where you need to go. I I realized, I I guess I didn't realize, how much stuff there is that is non-alcoholic. Like, I realized there was non-alcoholic beer. I understood that. I didn't realize that there was non-alcoholic whiskey, non-alcoholic wines of all different kinds, white wine, red wine, all of that. And apparently, it's, it's picking up popularity, like, quite a bit, which, again, didn't realize that either. But uh, I have not tried it. I did get a bottle of peach wine uh, for the girl. Because, uh, obviously, pregnant, you can't be drinking wine. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you may have to have that. I think I'm going to mix it with 7-Up. like It tastes like a wine cooler, maybe. i am try that this weekend.
10: Why are you not drinking alcohol?
6: Because I'm a team player. Same thing as with Jackson. I don't drink. She don't drink. I don't drink. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. Great. Yep. Nope. I don't do it. I never believed in that. I know. A lot of guys don't. Trust me. Uh, so, yeah. But, I mean, she can't drink. I mean, ain't right for me. I mean, I'm part of the reason we're pregnant, right? So, why would why would I be able to go out and have fun? First See, of all, she's got to carry the baby for nine mm-hmm. months. All the, the pain that goes along with carrying the baby and all the ups and downs that, that you may have through pregnancy and so forth, then the delivery of the baby and then the recovery after having the baby and all that stuff and lot. then breastfeeding it's and all lot. that other stuff. Man, again, suck it up and be a team player and, and do something to show her that, hey, you know, we're in this together, team effort. So I know most people don't agree with me, and that's fine. What's coming up on your show at three? On the show today. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
10: Jam-packed Romney show today. Out of the gates, just want just like a couple days ago after the big win over Philly. I just want to talk with Bucks fans about that win last night, your takeaways, what we what were you doing when you were watching it, your experience watching it, anything about that Bucks win last night. Just another amazing game. 414-799-1250. Brian Horvat, Bet MGM tonight. He's here at 345. I'm sure he's excited about the Bucks and the Final Four. You know, did you hear and this more morning this weekend? on Bart?
6: I did not, no. Uh, I don't think they're going to be very good this year, the Packers. Horvath said that? Yeah. Well, we can talk about that as uh, well. He says only 10 wins maybe this year. Really? Yeah, he thinks the Vikings will
10: win the division. Wow. Okay. Then I definitely got to bring that up with him. Four o'clock. Going to take a look at Giannis's MVP case, which I maybe closed a book on a little bit too early. 430. Always a treat for me. Johnny Mack. John McLaughlin. We'll be here, legendary Buck, on the court and on the microphone to talk about Giannis and the Bucks. The only guy who kind of had a front row seat for both Kareem and Giannis after Giannis broke Kareem's like scoring them, record so, yeah. last night. So uh, we'll talk with him and uh, J.R. Radcliffe of the Journal Sentinel talk Brewers and Bucks with him at five thirty. I screwed up today. What do you mean? What'd you do? So I like your jersey, by the way.
2: Thank you. That Giannis. Yeah, That's nice. Uh on
6: Madness, we did a Mount Rushmore topic because Bob Fesco of 610 Sports tweeted at me this morning before I even woke up. They do a morning show, so they're way earlier than I am, mm-hmm. uh, and asked me who's on my Bucks for Mount Rushmore. Him and Josh Klinger were having a conversation about who it should be for the Bucks, And I responded with Giannis, Kareem, Moncrief, and Oscar, Oscar Roberts. And I got blowback on Twitter, people disagreeing with the Oscar pick, okay? So I said, okay. So I'm Madness, I brought it up today, That's all right, so who's the fourth then? Okay. Some people didn't like the Moncrief pig, but most were okay with the front three. It was the fourth guy that everybody was going back and forth on. And then we had a caller that put me in my place, made me feel stupid, and <laughs> I apologized. And I still wow. feel horrible because I, I was a complete <laughs> meltdown of my brain. Is this a first on, thinking, on the fan? What?
10: You admitting you're wrong and apologizing for it? No, I do no? it all the time.
6: Okay. Just not to you, because that's never happened. But <laughs> for the most part, um they're a thousand percent right. And the, the fourth is McLaughlin. Like it's not—it's not even debatable. It's not. I mean, everything he did when he was a player with the Bucks—the sweet, sweet strokes of John McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. Then you know he does the Mac fun, stays here his whole his whole time after playing. He is a announcer on the Bucks for all those years and an ambassador for the Bucks all those years. Nobody loves. Uh, this organization more than John McLaughlin, nobody. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's McLaughlin. I mean, so the, the Mount Rushmore is really not a conversation. It's, I mean, you can debate Moncrief if you want, but it's Giannis Kareem and McLaughlin for sure. Then. It's Oscar the, or Moncrief. I guess. But then was tweeted, uh, not at me, but earlier today I saw, and I kept it and I didn't bring it up to the second segment of the show to lay it on to everybody because the caller brought up Middleton. Mm. Hey, yo. You look at Middleton, where he is on the leaderboard, we went through it. Yeah. Oh, He's got a chance to be two all-time leading scorer. He's only two years away from doing it and getting past Kareem for second. So, not to mention the assists, the steals, threes, all that stuff, he's going to be right there uh, on that leaderboard. It's going to end up being Giannis, Kareem, McLaughlin, and Middleton. That's going to be your Mount Rushmore when this whole thing is said and done. And it's only going to take... Two years, three years for everybody to jump on board. As much as everybody likes to go after Middleton, he's going to be on the Mount Rushmore at the end of the day. And like that I said before, be. yeah, he's he going well be. to be a Hall of Famer too. Mark it down. Middleton yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. and Giannis both will be uh, in the Hall of Fame. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's definitely I wouldn't be surprised happening. at all. No doubt about it. Especially if they win another ring. If they go win it this year, that's that. Do you think Giannis has a
10: shot at the MVP? That's what we're going to talk about it for. Because yeah, I had yesterday. Earlier this week, I kind of counted him out. When I saw that straw poll and he had nine first place votes out of 100, I was like, man, he's he deserves to. He had
6: six fourth place votes.
10: He was a distant third. He was a distant third behind Joel Embiid and Nikolai Jokic. But the last couple of days the narrative is changing a little bit and more and more people are taking notice Mm -hmm. of what Giannis is doing. And he's going to
6: have more chances to show. him. We talked about it yesterday. And I was asking, do you think he can rally from third to get to first? And my point was the only way he goes from third to first is has to play well against the Nets last night. Mm -hmm. This was before the game. And the national media has to continue pushing that he's the MVP. He got Kendrick Perkins on his side. We talked about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. JJ Reddick with his dumbness, and he apologized for that today, uh, which good with, for him. Which with yeah, but again, it took him to after the game last night to come out and uh, do it. But either way, so I'm sure he mentioned three things blown up yes, during that game right? last night. Yeah, yeah. And he, he says he don't blame anybody for being mad at him that yeah. he screwed up. So uh, you have that. Uh, Acho came out today on Twitter, said he's the MVP, top 10 of all time, yep. whatever by the time it's all said. To, so he's there. Perkins back on ESPN today uh, with Zach Lowe, who's a Bucks guy. Uh, they were both on ESPN praising Giannis again uh, as well and saying that. Then you got this nonsense uh, yesterday on TNT, which leads me to believe not everybody is still sold.
5: I love this kid. He wants to compete. You know, a lot of people concede about who the best is. It takes a certain animal, a D. Wade, a Kobe, a LeBron, to say, "Hey, I know you're the best, but I'm coming. Hmm. One day, you're gonna say this league belongs to me." And that's where he is now. Like I know there's a couple names above him, but one day we will say Giannis is the best player in the league. Period. Hmm. I mean, it might be today.
6: Adam Lefko, who I don't like, very good there on on that 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 right there. He just—it's not that I don't I don't know him to say that I don't like him personally. He just tries too hard. Like it's just. He just tries too hard. I mean, you it's know. Big CDs sitting there. No doubt. It's and a big CDs sitting But I think in that's man. what it is, right? Yeah. Like, I want to be funny guy. He always tries to be funny guy. It drives me nuts. Um, but either way, I, this was about Lefko. But Lefko said, or maybe it's today. Yeah, it I think it today. is today. It's been. Like, what more do they have to do? Does he have to do to prove to Shaq and Wade that the dude is the guy? Maybe they just refuse. I don't know. Just refuse. I don't know. Refuse to give their man any flowers at all. I do
10: think it. Some of it goes back to well. Some of it is small market. You know. Come um, on, man. Wade played here. Played at Marquette. Yeah, at Marquette. He played yeah. here. Yeah, at Marquette, though. What does that mean? That's college. Marquette's in Milwaukee. But that's college. That's not a. That's a whole different. That's a whole different stratosphere. That's not. That that has nothing to do with your NBA status. So once you play
6: in college, once you leave, they're dead to you. No, I'm just saying that that doesn't... I mean, that, that appears to be what happened to Jimmy Butler. That, so, I'm that just wondering if that, that happens to D-Wade, too. That doesn't mean that
10: Milwaukee is on D-Wade's map, necessarily, when he's watching the NBA.
6: You know what I mean? No, I don't. Okay. He played here for... He was here for multiple years because he didn't qualify academically, so he had to sit out and practice with the team. So, he was here that whole year. Mm-hmm. Then he came back, and then he played another whole year here. He was with his girl and kids and that whole—they were here, here. Like, this was their deal. Illinois ain't that far from Milwaukee, you know. It wasn't that far of a drive for him. True. So, he knows Milwaukee—I mean, again, whatever, I'm going to get off of my tangent. I also
10: think some of it is the old, all he does is run and dunk. You know and what I he mean? he
6: talked about that last night.
10: We got that coming. I know. And in, in a day and age where everybody's in love with the jump shot and Steph Curry and Devin Booker and shooting the ball from the logo. Guys, can I, can you know I, what I, I raise mean? my hand and say something? Yeah.
6: That's one more thing than Shaq ever did. Shaq just dunked. He didn't even run. He just dunked. Shaq couldn't shoot a three. Shaq couldn't hit a free throw. Shaq didn't give a damn about getting better. Shaq was happy being the big, physical, dominant dude inside and didn't care about the rest. Developed a little baby hook. That was it. That was all there was. This mama mentality stuff, Shaq didn't have it. Shaq never had it. And he didn't put himself in that list, notice.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,